Neil deGrasse Tyson, more like this heel done gaffed. Bye, son. Bang. This astrophysicist swallowed his whole foot on social media live, and we're going to dunk on him on this too smart for you bowl of dude soup. Mm. Finally, we get the one of the nerds. Finally. <laughs> now we're the bullies. Take that, millionaire. That's my new catch. Yeah. Well, my Show me a millionaire. I'll, I'll razz him. Yeah, I'm going to take him right? down a peg. Uh -huh. And then I'll hit him with my catchphrase, take that. Millionaire. <laughs> Classic Raz. He said the thing. They look at you for a little bit, drive off in their Lamborghini with their beautiful woman or man next yeah. to them. Doesn't matter. It's not a Lamborghini. It's one of those open top cars that's like mostly engine that has the fenders that go over. <laughs> like a rat They rod? put a hat, they top hat on. It's and they the good car day to you. John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John fly away in for some reason okay, at the end of sure. Greece. Yeah. <laughs> not what I was picturing, but okay. <laughs> People have been talking a lot about Greece lately, and I don't know. Like, no one talks about I Greece. I remember somebody doing a whole breakdown of, of uh, what is his name? Something to Luke, Tommy DeLuco's? Uh, it's Joey Zuko? I don't, whatever. It's Joey Zuko, yeah. The way that he. Wait, no, it's not. I Maybe saw like a, a three page breakdown of his expression when he sees Olivia Newton John all greased up at the end. And I was yeah. like, why did I read that? Also, kind of correct. I think I agree. Danny Zuko. Yeah, Danny Zuko. Thank you. Do people, the, the people who like Greece, is it mostly men or mostly women? Yes. Uh, mostly women, I would mostly suspect. Women. Right? Yes. I grew up watching it, but I was also raised by two women. So it's a weird. It's one of those weird movies that's a male fantasy, right? But for women, because yeah. it's like, what if you were already the coolest dude, and then this new girl showed up, and she was super hot, but then she wanted to get hotter for you, mm -hmm. so she does, and then she bangs you. Mm. Like that's the plot of Grease. <laughs> yeah. Which it's not is, wrong. How yeah. is that like that's that's a male fantasy? Well, he, she goes through like the smoking and the changing, and she becomes a different person, and it's all yeah. celebrated. But then and he, he does nothing. No, well, yeah, he does. He goes. He tries. He goes to the gym once. <laughs> no, he, he he like put on the sweater. Oh, and he, he, tried he gets to be a little softer. That's, but wasn't yeah. it, which it was makes zero sense like, this is the end, it's the end of the movie. It's graduation, and he's wearing like a. They're like, "What you went, Jack? What are you doing?" I can't doing? myself in this. Yeah, it's like you're going. You're gonna go to another country and bang another chick, <laughs> like. Yeah. Well, we got boy. We got sorry, a real, sorry. No, it's yeah. fine. We gotta, talk, I can talk about Greece. I've, like I've seen the movie thousands of times. I wouldn't have said that publicly. Because <laughs> we, when you grow up and you have a VHS collection, you just watch yeah, what you have. I saw the musical Annie way more times than oh, I Oh, I watched that first Scooby-Doo movie a lot. Mm, that's actually not bad. Well, it's bad. The first Scooby-Doo? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a great movie. I it's, loved it's it. James Gunn's Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Raja Gosnell's Scooby-Doo. These are, wait, okay. We'll James Gunn wrote the first, oh, first wrote two, it. both Scooby-Doo movies. Of course he did. And they're great, but he wrote it a rated R movie. Yes. To be to be clear, it wasn't that far off. He wrote a rated R movie based on Scooby Doo, mm -hmm. and then the studio intervened and said, "No, no, 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 you, you can't, can't make it." But you can, I feel like you can still characters. see the DNA of you an R-rated movie. You absolutely can. In there. When Sugar Ray shows up on that island, they play that great song. Sugar Ray's new album. each other's out, bodies. By the way. Hey, we got to read some sponsors. Real oh, quick. go Sorry. for it. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I'm never gonna get in. All right, this podcast, <clears throat> this star-studded podcast, we got a lot coming up for you guys. We got a. A random information trivia because Neil deGrasse Tyson taught us the way to live. Uh, that's coming up. Uh, but we get brought to you by three fine sponsors, Honey, Calm, and ExpressVPN. You can get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash dude. Uh, DudeTube listeners can get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash dude. And you can get three months for free with a one-year package at expressvpn.com slash dude. All right, so we're going to be talking about a lot of things today, apparently musicals quite a bit, um, which actually it can be topical, or at least it will be in a minute. You'll have to stay tuned to figure out how. Uh, I'm Lawrence. I'm your host for this week. I'm joined by Alana, Adam, and James. Hello. Hey. Is Scooby-Doo a musical? <laughs> Probably no. Probably could be. No. Uh, but why isn't it? 
They could do that. They absolutely mm. I know could. the uh, Bloodhound Gang made a song. There's plenty of musical interludes. Wait, I feel what? like I've seen them. Scooby Snacks. Oh. Oh, that's true. Mm. I feel like I've seen the, the Scooby-Doo crew donning instruments and playing some like groovy 60s tunes at sure. some point. They did, the, yeah, the old Hanna-Barbera stuff. But they, it would also, they did the thing, which I guess was maybe ahead of its time or, but they would be like, tonight's special guest, Batman and Robin. And, you're like, oh, yeah. and they're like, hello, or, our car broke down. <laughs> <laughs> even like, worse would be, Adam West. <laughs> they did that. They did a. There's a Johnny Bravo episode that I think Seth MacFarlane worked on, where Johnny Bravo's mom goes missing, but she's been gone for about five minutes, and he freaks out and he gets the help of Adam West to help him track him down. But it's it's Adam West basically not being Batman to avoid mm-hmm. any sort of like copyright like trying claims. to not be a good detective. But he is like the most Batman. Bat- mm-hmm. I don't know. It, oh, I see. It, it is like. Probably the best episode of Johnny Bravo, I would guess. Maybe. Oh, Welcome claim. to Johnny Bravo. Yeah, I did not see that we're going to be touching on. I did uh, not think, Look, my, my child is coming back. Okay, <laughs> I saw Rocco's Modern Life and Invader Zim uh, mm-hmm. previews for the Netflix series coming. I think yeah, I actually time. got pretty excited about Zim. That's so good. Yeah. Wait, they're remaking Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Spunky. You. Yeah, it's about an Australian. What is he? Uh, He's yeah, a wallaby. Right. Wallaby, wallaby, that's what he is, yeah. And he 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 runs a sex line, right? No, there is, yes. That is a <laughs> viral video because basically when we were kids, cartoons were whatever the fuck. It didn't matter. And so, yes, there I is mean, an I episode where he, when I was a kid. He, acts, he gets a job at a sex line. Mm-hmm. But as a kid, you don't realize. Oh, he wasn't that doing that all the time. There, no, no, he's not sorry, always. Yeah, we, sorry. Have to, we have to yeah. justify our title. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, sorry to drag everyone to this, but... Uh, yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson kind of made an ass of himself on social media over the weekend. Uh, after some very appalling events, he decided to chime in with all of these stats that I don't even really know what the intent was. Uh, here, Omar, I'm going to slack it to you. Maybe you can throw it up on the monitor there. To create awareness for Rocco's <clears throat> modern life. Coming Clearly, yeah. I believe so, yes. Yeah. So he says in the past 48 hours, he would say horrifically lost 34 people to mass shootings. But then he followed up with, on average, across 48 hours, we also lose 500 due to medical errors, 300 to the flu, 250 to suicide, 200 car accidents, and 40 to homicide via handgun. And then he closes with, often, our emotions respond more to spectacle than to data. Not sure what the intention was. I, Maybe it's yeah. to make us all feel better I, that more people look die at of the, the flu. upcoming season of Cosmos. I think yeah. the point he's trying to make is that, <laughs> in a less polite way, that we're all overreacting and that everyone needs to calm the fuck down. I think it's what? like a a lot of people yeah. die for a lot of reasons. It happens. It's life. I think that's kind of his the, point. He's I, trying to I be mean, comforting, but he's too much of a nut. The thing is, the thing about his statement is that five hundred medical errors don't happen at the same time yeah. in the same hospital. Room. So they're mistakes. Or, that's yeah. the, that's the thing they that got me. Is like these are accidents, except the homicides, obviously. But there's also active effort being taken to prevent all of those things. Whereas there are things that. Not going to get into it. Things that could be done to curtail the people that, the other kinds of deaths that aren't being done. It just about. seemed like a weird interjection. Yes. Like, I don't know. Like, I think yeah. you, you, you said it already, but what am I supposed to do with this information? Like, you've provided <laughs> it, but now I don't know what to do with what, this what information. Before social media, you'd have this thought in your head and then go, yeah. well, good night. That's interesting yeah. for me. And then you'd go to sleep. That's yeah. not how his Twitter works, though. It's all shit that nobody asked for. Yeah, yes, I don't follow repeatedly. It. I was saying, I don't follow him. Is this? Is this? Yeah, it's pretty tone. part of the course. He He'll, makes me wish I was a flat earther just so I could annoy him. He will often chime uh, in with with needless, unrequested information that ruins anyone's good time about mm-hmm. anything. Not to say that that's what's happening here, but typically, yes, he'll he'll he is the there is no sound in space guy. 
you're I still having a love good time. Him, but I, I do too because Cosmos is great. And oh, I like shitting on movies. Yeah, sure. But what you know, was it? Oh, it's Frozen. He he dunked on the Frozen poster because he was like, actually, oh, right. snowflakes have uh, hex hexagonal shape. Uh, Disney. I really hope that you you have time to rectify this. Okay. And, also, cartoons don't exist and. Uh, Snowman can't talk. Not in Neil deGrasse Tyson land. He tackled that. That, yeah. that is always the weird thing. Not not to get on the the Neil deGrasse, but like when people go, <laughs> that's not realistic. You're like this piece of media that is make believe isn't realistic. Gotcha. Yeah. People okay. are here to have fun. I always yeah. wanted to make a fake game reviews channel where I would rate games based on realism. Ooh, objectivity. Just, yeah, but no, but just. How does this animal exist in Far Cry 3 on the same island as this animal? Zero out of ten, because none of them make any sense. Sure. People always hype up how important yeah. realism is, but none of them are realistic. Yeah, it's going to ruin your... Yeah, you ruined my immersion because I know more than you. Yeah. Well, realism is always a weird buzzword anyway. When people apply to things like Call of Duty, where you're twirling around in the air and yeah. carrying 18 guns and just, like, hockey-throwing... Uh, Reloading in a second. Yeah, oh, awesome. yeah. Realism isn't fun. Uh, immersion is fun. Immersion. Immersion's good. I love that word. I mean, you ever you. Arma just called. And they <laughs> sure. want you to know that realism can be fun. <laughs> but okay. even that, I mean, so realism, if if you want to do that, the army simulator thing, you should play the game with a 90-pound backpack on you and then carrying, you know, a bunch of heavy things that are cumbersome and dumb. And it's not easy to lay down and fire a gun. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's hard yeah. to walk. You can't dolphin like, dive with a machine gun and then oh, just God, no. lay down 18. God, the pain. Yeah, circling back to the point, I feel like someone would just say that to Neil deGrasse Tyson and be like, realism is not always fun, sir. Sure. Let the children have fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, in, in response, uh, Neil posted a follow-up on Monday, which is yesterday at the time of recording, on Facebook. Um, basically a winding non-apology. So for... Uh, to the point of like, why did you do this? He writes, my intent was to offer objectively true information that might help shape conversations and reactions to preventable ways that we die. Where I miscalculated was that I genuinely believed the tweet would be helpful to anyone trying to save lives in America. What, what I learned from the range of reactions is that for many people, some information, my tweet in particular, can be true but unhelpful, especially at a time when many people are either still in shock or trying to heal or both. This was written by an AI bot. <laughs> it feels yeah, like yeah, it Neil doesn't. Tyson. <laughs> .exe, yeah. It's, and, and having... <laughs> To a degree, still being this kind of person and having been that guy many times in the past, mm -hmm. there is that like, what are you, why are you booing at me? I'm right. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. But there's a read the room kind of element there uh, that's just not present. So yes, there is that moment when somebody is like, how do you not get this? How do you not feel this? How, what made you think that that was okay? Yeah. So yeah, everyone collectively dunked on him. But I think we've done that enough. It's time to celebrate him with Neil deGrasse Tyson's Bullshit game of useless trivia. Mm. Da -da 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 -da. I wanted to okay. get it. I was song. looking for a graphic. No, no. sorry. I wanted to make oh, it, but I ran out of time. No. Okay. Yeah. Too much going on today. There it is. We'll take that. Okay. Close Can enough. you just Photoshop enough. the space on it? <laughs> I mean, yeah. If you, if you let it scroll, it is there. Well, maybe not. We will Just yet. trust us. It's there. <laughs> uh, so what I have here is a, uh, a collection of number-based stats because that's what we're all about. That's what okay. Neil's about. That's what we're about now because it makes us feel better, right. clearly. Um, and there's six rounds, so two for each of you. And I encourage you at home to play, too. I'm going to ask you a question, and you have to tell me which one's more or longer, because we're dealing with, like, units of time and units of measurement. Okay. okay. It's going to open pretty easy. I'm going right. to start with Lana. Mm. Sure. Lana, what's more, the number of eyes a bee has or the number of eyelids a camel has? Really, James, you can see this. You can't look. I won't look. Don't you trust me. I have pride. <laughs> um, I don't know how many eyes bees have. But you know how many eyelids a camel has? I believe they have two, but 
I have no idea. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the camel. I'm gonna guess they have four eyelids or some shit. That was close. You're also wrong. Bees uh, have five eyes. What? Camels have three eyelids. What? Yes. Sure. Three eyelids total. Yeah, I guess per eye maybe. So maybe oh, six. six. So six. Mm. So I, I was a little three. bit. What, right. One eye just always <laughs> is like I'm just. This is the one that's facing the sand. So a lot of they are both right. odd numbers. <laughs> well, that would, would right mean ish. that a bee has ten. Unless I mean, they have an they don't odd need number of eyelids if it's an insect. Listen, I lifted this off of like One, the top two, rated three, Google four, rank. I'm gonna fucking Google back. it, all right? These might all be wrong. <laughs> Throwing that out there. <laughs> That's fine. I did double check some of these stats Dude, and they were wrong. What is it? Alligators and crocodiles have four eyes? Is that wrong? Four That's probably eyes? Right. Don't they have eyes on the tips of the tips of their nose? Or maybe that's what, what are I these? I think that that's a lot. What are these? Hold on. Okay, I want to know what these eyes. are. The tips of their what's? The nose, the snouts. Snoots. snoots. Do they have eyes on the tips of their snouts? I, I don't think so. I think that's really told, far from I think someone told me that when I was a kid and I believed it. I think they have really good noses, maybe, like a shark, and it's basically as good as an eye, but there may be a sensory thing there. Wow. I don't think there's an eyeball at the end of an alligator. You're ruining my imagination. You're ruining um, actually, <laughs> Neil's pleased at all of these corrections. I want to. I want to see him pick apart like street sharks, and be like, "Hey, what's your problem with these rollerblading?" <laughs> well, he would say something about how their upper body would not be able to support. Yeah, their upper torso Actual is so large that cartilage, the lower therefore body. they have no bone structure. Yeah, they, they would not be able to stand upright outside of the water. Yeah, right. thank you. I, <sighs> yeah, I think the camels have six total. Six total. Got it. So, okay. so an eyelid, and then a second eyelid, and then another eyelid. Okay. Yeah. Because of all the sand. You know dogs have multiple eyelids, too. All right, Adam. It's fine. Oh, yeah. You're in the Neil hot seat. Yeah. You're Neil, getting Tysoned. Neil me. Uh, what's more, the amount of pounds of skin that you shed in a lifetime, mm. or the average species of bacteria inside your belly button? Mm. Wait. I know it. It's his I'll, I'll say the, the skin you shed. Well, you would be wrong. Okay. And you've yet again disappointed so Neil. Uh, you shed about 40 pounds of skin in your lifetime. Jesus. Okay. But there are, on average, 67 different species of bacteria living in your belly button at any moment. What if I have an Audi? Mm, probably less. Or more? <laughs> it's average, so. What if I kept the umbilical cord and I use, it as, a, and I use it as a right? belt? Ooh. I just like the the only correlation between these is the numbers. Yes, that Lawrence has chosen. That's 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 chosen. the satire here. Yes, of entirely yes. unrelated numbers that got have. It. Not, yeah, you don't, you don't have to explain the joke. It's okay. <laughs> got okay. It. We got it. I feel like I do. I, my jokes are too smart, so I have to go to Twitter to explain them. Thank you. Arduously. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah that was good. Those are the best jokes. <laughs> all right, James. Yes. Neil's winning, by the way, with his superior intellect. Okay. He, he, he sent me all of these. Okay. He said, Lawrence, I respect your intelligence, and I want you to quiz your fellow. Po- I don't know. He sent him from that spaceship. But he that hates he's on fun. In Cosmos. Yeah. He wouldn't do that. Are you having fun? If the answer is no, then Neil. <laughs> he's is happy. Very happy. He also wins. <laughs> all right, James. What's longer? And the, uh, what what takes more time here? Okay. The amount of time it takes your stomach to produce a brand new mucus lining, or the time spent over your entire life sitting at a red light. Ooh. Wait. Uh, I'm going to say the stomach lining. <gasps> You'd be wrong! Ah, Neil damn. got you again. It takes uh. your body, on average, two weeks to produce a brand new mucus lining. Mm-hmm. Whereas Does it over do that your, every two weeks? I mean, I think it's just always rotating, but... Okay. From two weeks to two weeks, it's a brand new lining completely. Mm. Otherwise, your stomach would digest itself. Um, Metal. Whereas, the average person spends six months waiting at red lights over their entire life. So embarrassing. Oh, boy. Neil's, time. Neil's real smug right How now. many spiders do I eat? Uh, I don't Am remember. I, sleep? I still yeah. don't believe that one. Yeah. Apparently not How did real. they fucking I, test that? 
maybe this is in the quiz, but I feel like <laughs> I have spent a fair amount of my life covered in spider webs, though. Yeah. Like you're just walking mm-hmm. somewhere, you're like, I am covered in spider webs. I yeah. hate that. And then you can't get them off, and then ultimately you just give up. It's the you're worst. Like, there's spider webs on me, that's it. Uh, I think Omar is dealing with this too. They're, the spiders are going after my car. Yeah. Yeah. And the mirrors. Yeah. Always in the mirror. I don't know why they're going after mine too. Like I got a car wash the next day. It was it was yep. like they were mad at it's me. In it. I think it's in the mirror. I think you got a spider living in the back of the mirror. They go uh, wash it away. We're gonna come out during the night and I, get it. So like I'm okay with spiders. I don't I don't mind them because they actually they kill flies. Hate them. So they're what do you have against flies? They're annoying. Oh, okay. Flies are idiots. Right. Spiders at least hang out in the corners. Like they're away. Yeah. Oh, they're are polite. they? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they're you just artists. Hang out like, face. Because like a spider, you're like, fuck off. And it goes, oh shit. Okay. It yeah. moves. <laughs> a fly goes, you know, stop it. And the fly goes, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm back. Because <laughs> 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 yeah, the fly goes, oh God, what was I doing? <laughs> you're like, flies are so fucking dumb. Adam, put that in your stand up. Make, make a note of that. That was really good. Go into your stand up. Your delivery was, was on good. Good delivery and good timing of that. Uh, I can't. I, I just put mark it down in your fucking notepad <laughs> that I told you to make for your stand up. Adam's stand up. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Lawrence. Are we taking We're that on the road or what? Yes, know. take it on the road. Okay. All right, round two. Uh, Neil's acing you guys right now. And that I bet that just burns you up. You guys are Look, all I'm just. I'm taking my first one as a win. Oh, you guys are all just mad. No, I mean, the doc says you're wrong. So, shit. When will the jocks get their chance? He was a jock. You see that picture of him when he was young? Oh, yeah, I did see that. Was Shooting he? hoop. Yeah. yeah. He, was, he was pretty jacked. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. He was like a wrestler? I think he was like a college wrestler or something. Why do I know this? All right, Alana. What's faster? The speed of air particles shooting out of your nose when you sneeze? Probably pretty fast. Or the sprint speed of a cheetah? Hmm. I'm going to go with the sneeze. <gasps> You're correct. Wow, oh, nice job. That makes uh, sense. What is the crying. cheetah running from or running towards? Well, my logic is that that's such a, a thing that happens so quickly that the force of it is going to be significant. Hmm. What Whereas if the a cheetah sneezes? is a slow burn. Oh. You have to oh, that's the ultimate speed. While you break the sound barrier. Yeah, that's what backwards. I'm saying. Yeah, the yeah. cheetah hits, what is it, 58 miles an hour and then yeah. sneezes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, it's added. So, yeah, you were close, actually. Uh, sprint speed of a cheetah is between 65 and 75 miles an hour. However, you sneeze at 100 miles per hour. Uh, so that's cool. cool. Uh, What's that in kilometers? Huh? What's that in kilometers? 100 miles per hour. It's like 60? Six, see, no. Like 120? Yeah, it's way more. It's, it's like higher. 6. Way more. It is higher. No idea. It'd be like 160. Whatever. Yeah. Adam. Yes, sir. Alana's the only one to take a bite out of out of Neil. You think you can knock him down a peg? <laughs> I think he deserves it, yes. <laughs> life, A life spent giving uh, information and, and research to the world. All right, what's longer? What took longer? Yeah. The world's shortest war. Mm. Okay. Or a pig's orgasm. I know the world's shortest war. I actually know. That. I know the was length like the, of a pig orgasm. Was it a five minute war or something like that. Was yeah. It? How long was it? It was really short. Yeah, yeah. I almost did Arizona Circle on a sketch about it. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll do the pig orgasm. Was the question which one is shorter? What did I say? <laughs> I think longer. Yeah, yeah, longer. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna it? I'm gonna guess there's some weird thing where pigs come for like three weeks. I think it's like thirty minutes, isn't it? Do it. You're right, but also wrong. Okay. Uh, so again, this could be question? entirely incorrect. A pig orgasm is about 30 minutes long. Uh-huh. However, the shortest war, according to the bullshit like trivia website that I looked at, yeah. was between Zanzibar and England in 1896, mm-hmm. yeah. and Zanzibar surrendered in 38 minutes. Mm-hmm. Wow. So the okay. world's shortest war was longer than the pig. What was the cause of the war? No. Oh man, it's fucking amazing. It. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, I wanted to make it into a sketch. I remember. I remember you talking about this one. Yeah. But basically, a English battleship rolled up to this primitive island of people with spears and shields. Yeah. And then they rolled up to this island and they were like, we challenge you to war. 
and then they blasted the island. Like if you look at the, it's like the casualties oh, no. are something like 1,000 Zanzibarians mm -hmm. were, were killed and one British naval officer was injured because he like stubbed his toe while they were bombarding the beach with with artillery. Wow. Got a sunburn or something. <laughs> <It was> yeah. <laughs> so Chip fast. Dude. Got another one, white people. There's so also fast. the uh, the Australian battle between like five dudes with machine guns and hundreds of emu, and the mm -hmm. emu won. Oh yeah. <laughs> they did call out the great emu wall. Yeah. <laughs> the Real best, thing. That's the best Wikipedia page ever. God. So were you right or wrong? I think I was wrong. You're wrong. wrong. Yeah, yeah, I think I said the. So, yeah. You said the pig was longer. What do you think you do for that 30 minutes? Just have a good time. Wallow. That's a long time. And I feel like you, you can't really be productive. I'm, I had a friend. I mean, that's was, productive enough. He it? was trying to convince me that God was real. And he said, imagine, he's like, you want to go to heaven. He's like, he's like, you ever, you ever like come? You ever climax? Like, imagine feeling that way all the time. I'm like, I'd probably want to kill myself. Because like after a while, you'd be like, stop it. Please stop. Like, yeah, also, if that's the new standard, then it's just standard. You get yeah, used yeah, to it. Yeah. To it. Isn't also that kind of what like heroin is like? It's supposed to be. You're just in like ultimate reverie for hours and yeah. hours. Yeah. I think when I'm like 80, I'm gonna just smash some heroin. Just go hard. Do yeah. That's a good out. Yeah. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Some you might not die. What if you do yeah, go? I'll just try it. It's not that good. Yeah. 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 Your your body's already burned. You probably out. won't. You're like brandy's really, better. Whatever. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go full into. I want to like I want like a Hemingway sort of retirement. You where I'll your get out. Yeah, <laughs> well, until like, I'm so happy. Boom. I was watching some documentary about cocktails and like Hemingway obviously was a pretty big player in it. And there was some anecdote about how he timed out perfectly the consumption of cocktails that he could go from a bar, carry a drink with him into his car, drive to his house and just be finishing as he walked in. Whereas like assistant would have another one ready for him. Mm. Have you ever been to his house? No. It's pretty sweet. Is it so in Florida? Key West? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Who am I thinking? I was thinking of Steinbeck. Sorry, he's up in Salinas. Town's That's ragged. a real place. What anus? Salinas. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Last round. Alana's the only one that's been able to take a chunk out of Neil. James, I don't know if you can do it. Okay. Okay. What's longer? What's longer? A human blink, like a blink of an eye, uh -huh. boop, or a jiffy, which is an actual measurement of time. Oh, I didn't know a it was. Jiffy. Oh, like be back in a back jiff. Back in a jiffy. Mm -hmm. oh. e. Exactly. Uh, hmm. I'm going to say a jiffy is longer. Ooh. Well, Neil is. Smug as fuck because you are wrong. Are they the same? I mean, no, they're not. A blink is 100 to 150 milliseconds, whereas a jiffy <clears throat> is the amount of time it takes light to travel one centimeter in a vacuum. So mm, everyone that ever tells you they're going to be back jiffy. in jiffy is a fucking lie. Yeah, they're they're, wow. they're they're wrong before they finish talking because it's 33.3 picoseconds, which is one trillionth of a second. How embarrassing for us. This yes. is Neil right now. Mm -hmm. That would have been him anyway. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. Are you having a good time? Let me ruin that. Please. Yeah. Even if he felt like we had got all the answers right, he'd be smug because he felt like he taught us something. Right. Yeah. There's no winning. Exactly. <clears throat> this this is the brilliance of the stupid game that Captain America of. could not hold on to that helicopter because the bicep cannot withstand that. He's a superhero. But can the rock God, I hold love that a, shot. A helicopter. Yeah. There's some good stuff. They so should have. So good. They should have held on to that one a little longer in Hobbs and Shaw. Just saying. I could have I could have dealt with a couple more seconds. We haven't of that. seen it yet. The chain. Sorry, we've got the chain. Yeah, he's like holding onto the tow truck. Yeah, I've seen the trailers. I think I've seen. Yeah, the, movie. the only thing is, I've only seen a screenshot of that, and I feel like the Chris Evans extension is better. Mm -hmm. The Rock is like right. this. Yeah, his arm's pretty mm -hmm. far out. But you need to see the full Atlas. Yeah. And then when he's like, like he swaps yeah. his grip. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There's also emotional weight to it. Because I don't care about any of that. Yeah, sure. What do you mean? It's Bucky. It's <laughs> don't Freddy. care about any of that. He thought he felt like how? So they figured out. 
So Captain America went in the ice, mm -hmm. but then Bucky like fell in an ice hole, mm -hmm. and they both got frozen. I don't question it. It's also weird that it's only those two. Why don't they think? just use time travel to fix everything from now on? Yeah. How are there even more movies? I thought Fe Feige like addressed that. Of well, I mean, I guess the Infinity Stones are gone. Which also should have destroyed reality. They based should be on in whatever. different no, the, timelines. The Infinity Stones oh. are, are, aren't gone. They're just back in their original timelines. Some of them But are. if you ever have an issue again, just go back and take the stones again. That's I think, right. didn't they run out of the bullshit they needed to go to the post as well? No, because oh, they, they only were running out of it because Hank Pym was taken, and he's mm. the one who makes them. Mm. He secretes them out of his anal glands. Yeah. Mm. Well, you would think Jeez, that yeah. Hank Pym, the first thing he would do, would be show Paul Rudd or his yeah. family or anyone right. how to make those particles because well, he's pushing it. Or you go back in time once to hang them and go, hey, we're doing this time travel thing right now. Can you make more of these? I need a, a bunch of particles because I can take stuff with me. Mm -hmm. But then they're like, we only have enough. I, I get it. Makes the movie better. Yeah. Makes it more fun. Because being real. Don't Neil deGrasse. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to Tyson this up. Why does his voice still sound like an old man's voice when he looks young and has long hair? I don't get it. His computers are awesome. Uh, uh, but one thing you can get is is find savings when you buy those uh, Infinity War tickets for the eighth time uh, with the browser add-on Honey, who is sponsoring this podcast. Woo! Yeah. Uh, Honey is a, is a browser add-on, basically, that every time you check out, you know there's always that little box, that little promo code box, mm -hmm. and you always think about all the delicious savings you could probably get if only you had a secret code to put in that box. Mm -hmm. You never have that code. you got to pay full price like a schmuck. <gasps> Honey is a service that will actually find scour codes for you. Uh, it's, it's both community-submitted and Honey-curated, so they make sure that they can match codes that will actually work or that are active or match whatever you're buying and get you some free money. That's what Honey's all about. Uh, Honey also tested over 1 billion promo codes last year, 1 billion, and it applied 185 million working codes to people's orders. That's a lot of real-life savings for you. Not to mention, over 10 million people are already saving money with Honey, and it has over 100,000 five-star reviews on the Google Chrome store. It's free to use and easy to install on your computer in just two clicks, so never, never think about that promo box again. Let Honey fill it for you uh, at joinhoney.com dude. Once more, that's joinhoney.com slash dude to get all that invisible money, all that time traveling money. It's trapped in the quantum realm. You got to yank it back with honey. Once more, that's joinhoney.com slash dude to get your free money today. If there's one thing I've learned, it's when an ad says it's free money that you should get it because that is very true all the time. So. All right, uh, moving on. I, I Kind of an extension of our opening topic. I want to talk a bit about like bad takes because mm -hmm. I've had a few. Um, mm -hmm. Just like what's what's something that you said that you were like, e or or something that you later revisit and you're like, okay, I get why that didn't go over so well, even though I was kind of ignorant at the time. Um, this is a bit of a this is a bit of a stretch, but personally, I I think because of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, Stephanie put on Rosemary's Baby over the weekend. Mm -hmm. I watched it like four years ago and I wasn't super into it. Um, you know, pedophilia notwithstanding. Uh, it was like that little disclaimer. He wasn't a known pedo at the time. That makes it okay. I'm he sure. Was an up and coming pedo. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Hot soon, pedo. Soon to be. Yeah. Uh, okay, so he didn't pedo, pedo himself until later? It was after Sharon Tate died. I mean, I think the only reported incident is that... Reported, incident. though. Yeah, well, yeah. That's, That's the what I said, thing. reported, yeah. Yeah. But, but I watched it again, and I was actually super into it. I thought there was a lot of, like, subtlety to it. Um, it's a good movie. When I, yeah, when I first watched it, I was like, this is boring and dumb. I guess I came into it with some preconceptions, because it was from a time when horror was very odd. Like, very... It was meant to be very slow and off-putting. Like, the original Friday mm -hmm. the 13th is... Very strange by today's standards, I'd say. Yeah. Weird movie. Yeah, very, very weird. But Rosemary, Rosemary's Bay is more of a, an artsy 
but like mainstream artsy flick. Yeah, I yeah. haven't seen it, but I feel like I would really like it. It's really good. Right. Uh, I, I guess what kind of led to it is also I watched Gaslight for the first time. There's a ton of that in Rosemary's Baby about basically her being like, hey, these things are wrong, and then a bunch of dudes being like, no, you're stupid. Also, mm-hmm. don't talk to anybody. Uh, so it's a great movie. Um, How did you guys feel about Mother? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, like you it. mean Mother? Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you have to start with a slow win. I mm-hmm. Mother. Liked it. Fair. Yeah, that's the correct <laughs> I response. Guess. I don't know. I, I'm the idiot who saw the movie and went, I don't know what I just watched. And then I read one thing online that said, oh. it's an adaptation of the Bible. And I went, yeah. oh my God. Well, it's like, does it's, that make it, it change? Better? It changed no. my perspective on it's, it. Hmm. Because watching the whole movie, I'm like, there's like not knowing what it was. I, I went and just blank other than I was like it's an Aronofsky film but um, I don't know I I like what he tried to do I I like that he he has sort of like a weird like Japanese philosophy of like or religion it's almost like it's sci-fi yeah Mm -hmm. I like I dig that that's what he did with uh, Noah and then he did it with Mother and I was like okay cool a little bit with Black Swan too really yeah, well, it's What's just it's, it's more fantasy, but it has just elements of that. that you, do you know history. Black Swan and The Wrestler were supposed to be the same movie? I because don't. it's the same story. It's like intercutting between the two? Basically, hey. because it's like yeah. he was he wanted to make a movie that showed what is considered high art and what you have to do to achieve that kind of thing. And then something that's considered low art, like wrestling, mm-hmm. but that the commitments and the sacrifices are almost identical. Mm. So maybe we shouldn't judge them so harshly. Mm. But then he, they, it became too much. So then he was like, "I'll just do one and the other." But if you watch them, Must they're like nice. basically the same, the same mm. like in terms of what they're trying to tell you. Like, mm. appreciate this by God. Well, I feel like every movie he makes is about how hard his life is. <laughs> I feel like everyone is being a writer is hard. Oh, <laughs> like, I, I think they're I all that. There's, there's like the thing with the Coen Brothers where they're like. It's like, yeah, we had writer's block when making Miller's Crossing. So we made... Uh, Barton Fink. Yeah, we made Barton Fink instead. It's like, oh, how hard. that It's so hard to come up with a really good idea that you just made something else while you waited. Well, mm, I mean, cool. I will say, like at least for Barton Fink, there is commentary in the movie making fun of that character. So yeah. it no, was no, I get it. I mean, I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, to be so gifted hmm. must be nice. Well, I think they're just saying the faucet never turns off. For those guys. You no. just need to understand. Hmm. How, I don't think it turns off for anyone. You just oh, need to so. understand where the water's coming out. And the, I think that's the point they were trying to make. The Coen brothers apparently would do so much work on their own films, they have to make up names in the credits <laughs> for stuff that they did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, a lot of times they'll be, like, made by, done, done, you know, edited by this editor. Editor wasn't real. Wow. Because yeah. they edit their own movies. Isn't, yeah. isn't that, like, like a guild problem? If you Maybe. start making up rules, well, whatever. I don't I know. They can do whatever they want. It's, it, the Guild rules are weird, too, because they're like... I don't know anything about them. They're like, there can be one director on a film, unless you're the Russo brothers or the Duffer brothers or some other sort of brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. That's weird. But uh, another... I, I don't I don't mean to, like, yank it back here, but oh, just yeah, kind of keeping with that tone, you mentioned that, like, people are waking up to Speed Racer again. Mm-hmm. This is, like, a weird one-year cycle, it seems like. There's like the planets align and <gasps> everyone goes to Twitter to, to remind everyone that Speed Racer was actually amazing. But yes. at the time, everyone dismissed it as as like a garbage trash movie, which is a shame, a real yeah. shame, because I think it altered the trajectory of the Wachowskis' careers pretty significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, along that note, and I think also very identically, Pacific Rim is a pretty divisive movie. When I first saw it, I didn't get it and didn't really like it. Man. But then I, I let it sit for a week and I thought about it. And I was like, oh, wait, that's just live action Evangelion. And yeah. then, like, all the stuff that didn't make sense when I think about it is just live-action anime. So I'm like, oh, well, what? I'll go watch it again. And then everything clicked. I don't... Mm-hmm. It's just coming at it from a different angle. But, yeah, if if I were to go to write to Twitter, be like, oh, Pacific Rim, garbage, trash. Like, 
Uh, so yeah, it's it's kind of interesting how time can sort of change your perspective on the, things. The first time I watched the Darjeeling Limited, mm. like I'm a big Wes Anderson fan. I like basically love all of his movies. But the first time I watched it, I was like, mm, well, I guess they're not all for me. Wasn't crazy about it. Uh, and then I went back and rewatched it, and I was like, I love this movie. This may be one of the best. Huh. <laughs> Just because it's like it's a different pace. Like we we were talking about it earlier, but sometimes the intention of a movie isn't revealed until the end. And so everything up to that point has been a puzzle that you're trying to put together and movies just keep going. You can't stop and go, let me think about that scene and what it could mean compared to the scene before it because you should just let the movie keep rolling. Mm -hmm. But then it's not until it's over that you're like, oh, oh, I guess the point they were trying to make was this. And then when you know that and you start it again, hmm. now you at least have, you're like, you at least know where some of the pieces are going to go. And when you see them falling into place, you're like, ah, oh, it's building. Oh, which is what you're talking about with Rosemary's Baby. It's like, oh, I understand the intention. When yeah. I watched it, it just felt like a really slow dialogue sequence. But now, knowing where it builds to, where I know, knowing the impact of this film, hmm. there's a purpose for this scene. It's not just people talking to kill time, you know? I made a tasteless joke. Didn't mean to. Uh, during the, I think it was the Charlottesville thing. Because all I heard, I was like barely listening to the news. And there was a thing, I saw Nazis are congregating on this thing. I was like, how dumb. But then I heard it was like getting out of hand. And I was like, it was around the time I think Wolfenstein was coming out. And so I made some tasteless joke that was like, I think the the marketing for this game's getting out of hand. Oh. And it was right when that woman is like, it, Oh, died. this is on social media you made it. Yeah, I made the joke. Not really following it, and mm -hmm. then a lot of people are like, "Dude, what the fuck? Someone died." And I was like, "Oh, sh I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Like, I wasn't following." And that was when I sort of like, I should just not make commentaries on these. Like, hey, hey, Neil, if you're listening, take a take a page out of my book. Just if you don't have anything, I, I'll also just try to get off social media. Well, In my opinion on world events doesn't fucking matter. Basically, is what I learned. So it's like, even if it's a joke or not. So it's like, I think after. Pretty much after that, I was like, I should, number one, should be more informed. Number two, shouldn't be making tasteless jokes like that. So, Disney, if you find that, I'm sorry. <laughs> they did. I know. Star Trek that's that's the one. That'll, that's the one. That's I can't go to Star Wars land anymore. James Gunn still works for Disney. <laughs> and DC. Um, nice. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. I, I definitely think the leaning in, if you ever are doing something where it feels like an anime character, mm. it's that wide shot or two characters are having a conversation in the front and then from the background, another character who has glasses on, but the glasses are just spirals, like leans in and does this. Mm -hmm. If you ever feel like what you're about to say applies to that or could be the follow-up to this, yeah, maybe run it through one more time, run it through the old sensor machine Developing one more time. Developing that filter is, is imperative. And Social it took me a long time. It's such a fascinating game. Like there are so many people who I think feel like they have to have an opinion on every topic because that's how they stay relevant, but it's just, like watching people play that game is crazy. Like you don't mm -hmm. care about this, you just wanted to say something. It's mm -hmm. the illusion of being well read or well informed is that you have something to say about everything. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of the times since people that are in that cycle don't actually have time to read up on stuff, they just absorb opinions that seem right and then spout them back as their own. It's a it, it's a little aggravating, but I get it because it kind of comes from a place of uh, like sort of lack of self esteem. Mm -hmm. I think you have to project a certain image. Social media is breeding you to do that too. I think yeah. that the intention of those websites is to make you feel like you have to have an input on everything so you constantly get feedback. I think it's like they're being trained to do that as well. It's just a fascinating thing to watch. It's crazy. Yeah. People say shit they don't even believe in. I, Wild. Yeah. I think I think one of the hardest things, this is complete theory, but I think one of the hardest things a human being can say is, I had no idea. You never see anyone go, wow, I had no idea. Like even yeah. in conversations, mm -hmm. like people always want to be adding to conversations. No one wants to stop a conversation and admit, 
They had no idea Have what you just said was piece mm-hmm. of value. Aziz Ansari's latest stand-up. No, no. There's yet. this part that I, I can't stop thing. thinking about. That's it is the pizza yeah. thing. So he's like, Have you guys heard about this pizza thing where there was a SWAT sticker on the pizza? Like it was this huge controversy on Twitter. Like uh, New York Times posted about it, and like some people think it was intentionally put as a SWAT sticker, and other people don't. He was like, a SWAT, Who thinks like SWAT team? Swastika. Swastika. Oh, Swastika. Sorry. So uh, he was like, who, put your hand up if you think that they intentionally made it a Nazi symbol. And then people put their hand up. And then you're like, and you didn't. And people put their hand up. And then to one guy, he was like, where did you see? You see it on the New York Times? He was like, uh, yeah, I did. And like, apparently that was photoshopped. And then it turns out the whole thing wasn't true. It never existed. But everyone in the crowd, every single show, always put their hand up and had mm. an opinion, even though the whole fucking thing didn't exist. And I was yeah, like, yeah. why would you do that? <laughs> it's it's crazy the things people will do just to feel like the, they have something to say. Well, the fear of being the only one there who's uninformed is much more terrifying than... But I was thinking, like, if I were on a date with someone and they put their hand up and then I it, it was revealed that it wasn't true, I'd be like, what the fuck was that? Like, I'd be mm-hmm. so confused by it that I'd be like, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. It's such a weird thing to do. But the, he said every single show, like hundreds mm-hmm. and hundreds of people participate. Yeah. It's if, great. It's if insane. nothing's, if everything's real, nothing is. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It is, it is a, we've talked about this before. It's, it's a much deeper conversation, but you can, you can find your own uh, leanings and find a group that will back those up. So if you have any, if you're looking for any sort of club, it exists online. Yeah. Um, I mean, some websites you can't go to right now because uh, they their hosting has been suspended. Yeah, their DDoS protection. Is yeah, yeah. Eight chan still down? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, or rather, so it's confusing because the hosting didn't go down. Their Cloudflare withdrew their protection, yeah. opening up to DDoS attacks. And I think because of that, they were like, oh, we don't want to deal with this. And I think they shut it down for I, now. I only know about that because... Um, but then they got an offer from another one, and then that company got attacked. So okay. it's the <laughs> same one that does, like, the DDoS protection for Breedbart and stuff like that. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I just the, the Daily does a good, like, podcast where it's like they, they cover these things, and it's sort of like for layman. And I was like, oh. Oh yeah, eight chan. Yeah, they're they're still yeah. there, or yeah. or trying to still be there. The the story about I, I recommend go check out the podcast, but it's like I mean, there's probably more people listen to that one than ours. But uh, <laughs> they could shout it's us. Tiny out. little podcast. Yeah, hey, yeah, be please listen. Hey, Michael Babaro, if you could uh, just I have no idea what you look like, but uh, I know what you if sound you had like. To guess what would it be? You know what? I don't know. I don't want to know. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm gonna if it's just an AI in a bottle, I'd be okay with that. Mm-hmm. It just, took me a long time to get to the point where. Because yeah, kind of like what you guys were saying, it, it was it was a, a behavior pattern that took me a long time to recognize. Is that if I didn't know something, I could never admit to it. So I would just mm. hard stance on everything, and then if somebody called me out on it, I'd retreat further into that stance. Because how dare they? And also, I'm committed to the lie at this point. I'm projecting to be this kind of persona. And to me, the ultimate weakness is to change your mind or to admit that you don't know something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it and it was a horrible feeling of like doing it, but also having this voice in the back of my mind being like, "Why are you doing this? Just yeah. shut up. Just." Stop. Just say, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, it took it took a long time to actually get to the point where I could be comfortable enough with myself to, one, not offer unsolicited information because that is a weird thing. It's just I always thought that's how you contribute is just by chucking as much information at the wall as you Call can. Call that info dumping. Yes. Uh, and, and thinking that that was my value to people. But then also if I didn't know something to not try and pretend to be the smart guy by assuming – because, uh, man, if you say anything confidently enough, people will think you know what you're talking about. We we had someone in our office at one point who was never a part of the staff or anything, but they were a visitor. And I remember James and I were having a conversation about Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. And we we're just having our own conversation. And we're like, oh, yeah, Miles Morales, blah, blah, blah. And then this person kept butting in of what their race and heritage was. 
Or just kind of like, I don't remember this. I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he kept using the term. <laughs> I, oh, okay. yeah. It wasn't a great term that he was using. What was it? Well, it's because like he's next to something. Black, black Zakin or black something. Zikin. And he kept shouting it in the room. And he goes, he, he's black skin. Oh, and we're like, and both okay. James are like, thanks, bud. Yeah. Like, don't be that guy. Oh, yeah. That yeah. is a I funny social, yeah. social thing that some people just yell their input into a conversation mm-hmm. to give you information that you didn't ask for. But right. I, I don't know. I just have a lot of sympathy for people who are socially awkward. <laughs> be like, Same. You're not trying to do that. I've, it's I've, everybody. But I've been <laughs> it's in, also true. I've been, how do you like how We're do you all weird. message? Because ideally you do it through social cues. You you know, you hopefully you project through your facial expressions and your body language that that was maybe not the right time or the right way to say those things. Mm-hmm. But sometimes those messages like, don't get picked up by people. Because yeah. I think about to myself, I wish I could have gotten snapped out of my dumb stuff earlier. And to a degree, there's it's probably so things I don't know so hard to tell about. people when they're being inappropriate. Yeah. Well, like, you've been like, you ever like wait in line for a movie and you guys are talking about something and then someone behind you goes, uh, actually, and it's like, dude, fuck off. I, no one asked you. And sometimes it's more fun to have the conversation and not have someone pull up their phone and go, the answer is this. It's like, Sometimes the answer is not the interesting part of the conversation. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's the journey that you took to get there. <laughs> and, so, and then at the end of the movie, you go, oh, it was this guy. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have done that sometimes. So, like, usually if I'm waiting in line to see theater, weirdly enough, I'll start a conversation with someone. But I've made friends that way. I made friends in New York when I went to see uh, Sleep No More because we had to wait in that line for 45 minutes and they were talking about what play it is and I was like, it's Macbeth. And they were like, what's the story of Macbeth? And then we were just talking about Macbeth. And just sure. like, you can do it sometimes, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I think someone yelling information at you is like, but we were trying to figure it out. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think if you, you see two people or a group of people already talking about something and you have to do the thing where you laugh to get into the, the circle, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe don't be that person. It's like leaning with your elbow. Ha ha ha, right guys? I'm here now. Yeah. Social keys are tough. Humans yes. naturally form circles so that we can keep you we'll ch- keep, keep yeah keep a lookout on everyone's back. I always get in the middle. I, yeah. stand, I like I like circ- I spin myself. Yeah, because it's about you. Yeah, I want as many eyes smart. on my back as possible. Yeah, I. That makes you like just prey. You're a bad predator if that's the case. You just get right terrible. in the middle of the fucking yeah, I'm, circle. I'm, I'm, thank you, Lawrence. <laughs> I want that on a shirt. My face. And it says apex prey. No apex prey. Oh, oops, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, if you're losing sleep, uh, staring at the ceiling with bloodshot eyes, thinking about all the social faux pas you've committed, perhaps you could use the app Calm. Mm. Uh, Calm is an app, and uh, Adam, I think you've used it a bit. I have it, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an app that provides a variety of services to help you go to sleep. Uh, and that's a pretty widespread problem. Calm says that one in three U.S. adults doesn't get enough sleep. And if you aren't sleeping enough, it can affect your cognitive functions during the day, like learning, problem solving, and decision making. Like... Deciding maybe not to opt into that stranger's conversation talking about Miles Morales. Uh, sleep deficiency also does serious damage, not just to your brain, but to your body as well. The sleepless are more prone to accidents, weight gain, and depression. Adam. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> With Calm, you'll discover a whole library of programs designed to help you get the sleep your brain and your body needs, like soundscapes. Just want to hang on that word for a second. And over 100 sleep stories narrated by soothing voices like Jerome Flynn from Game of Thrones and Stephen Fry. Right now, our listeners can get 25% off a Calm Premium subscription at calm.com slash dude, which is the best URL to say out loud. Uh, that's C-A-L-M dot C-O-M slash dude for 25% off. 40 million people have downloaded Calm. Find out why at calm.com slash dude. Thank you, Calm, for helping Adam get the sleep he needs so desperately. Uh, Man, everyone's on going? this thing. Calm? Calm's great. 
Yeah. It's good. Does it have like waves crashing and rain pitter patters? Yeah, like the menu is like, uh, mine's like a meadow. It's mm. really, yeah, it's kind of nice. You can just just open it. But, but yeah, the the narrated stories, it's good. Sleep's good, uh, Sleep's obviously. Good. Uh, the hardest thing I've, I've been trying to figure out is like how to just let your brain drift. Yes. That's the hardest thing, to just shut off. To not control it. Yeah. Um, I've been told I have a, uh, I have a guilty and a worrying mindset. I have am you con- been told by everyone at this table? A professional. Oh, right. <laughs> not that you're not all professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, really something, weird. It's something I've struggled to empathize with because uh, Stephanie has a variety of anxiety issues. And mm. and to a degree, at, at certain points in my life, my, my brain was in the mode where it would instantly latch on to negative thoughts and dwell on them and really simmer in them. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't know what, the, I wish I could understand maybe more fully what that's like when it prevents you from sleeping. The, the mindset I would go through, we're not doing the ad read anymore, right? No, no, okay, we're fine. Yeah, um, it would be like, so an example. I will, I'll, before I go to bed, I go, did I lock the front door? And I check the lock the front door and I go, okay, front door's locked. And then I go, why did I check the front door? Is my neighborhood not safe? Maybe I live in a safe neighborhood. What if they had a gun? Well, I'll have to grab a knife. Well, I don't have a gun. Should I get a gun? I should probably get a gun. That sounds like, like anxiety. That's yeah. what that's what happened. You're just the rolling snowball. on the, you, you skip, mm-hmm. what do they call it? Mm-hmm. Uh, catastrophizing is when... You like go from a small incident and then you imagine negative consequences that snowball into a very, very, very negative consequence. And then, yeah, yeah. hard to do. But I used to practice stand up that way. Huh. Interesting. I would see how I could get from topics. It'd be comedic. It's basically the same thing, but it would be through comedy. Like, tell, like, can I tell a story lying there with my eyes closed in my head to an audience that's laughing always? Um, (laughs) But like, that's funny. And then where, but then where do I drift that to? Because that's what good stand-up is generally drifting, unless you're Mitch Edberg, is drifting from one thing to the next thing to the next thing, and how it feels seamless. So like, here's yeah. a story about me when I was in high school, and then and, then, and then I go, that reminds me of this thing, and then I go, how can oh. I lead that, and whatever, mm-hmm. and I would practice mm-hmm. stand-up by trying to drift comedically through stories. Different, yeah. I'm sure, different impulses in the brain. It's the same process, but um, I do something very sim. Well, th- thematically similar. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine huge action set pieces in my head and then think about how to link them. Oh, nice. So okay. it's like, how do you get from the inside of an office building onto a helicopter? Jump. Well, yeah. But <laughs> there's various oh, cool ways to do exciting. that. That's too exciting. That'd keep me Somebody can like football tackle somebody through a window. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, there's just imagining like all the glass shards around. And then, okay, how do they get on that? Do they That's fall cool. into it? Do they grab onto the, the rudders or something like that? Yeah. I think, I, but I would say that process is probably what lots of brains do. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, I'm like, time for sleep. <laughs> And like go down. down. I still yeah. the brain is still active, but I think it's uh, maybe we enjoy that process I think it's more. Creativity. It's Some, it's yeah. getting into abstract thought where your brain can just sort of wander and and find new ideas without mm. latching onto concrete negative ones that imply yeah. action. Oh that no, always I, makes my heart I rate jump. I've never really thought about it, but I think that my falling asleep action is always uh, either replay something or picture something, picture a conversation that I want to have. Hmm. So I, I just build scenes and mm-hmm. then go over them over and over again. Hmm. And I fall asleep okay. Yeah. But I'm also I, always tired. So. I, I know I know the feeling, this is the other problem too, is like just being uh, self-aware is sort of the problem when I go, like I'll have that drift moment and I know my mind will start going somewhere and it's like, you, you know when you have those thoughts but you can't remember them? Mm-hmm. It's just you're just going somewhere. That's like what your brain is doing when you're shutting down, your frontal lobe's shutting down or whatever. The problem is when I go, I'm falling asleep. <laughs> you stupid, stupid brain. I, yeah, yeah. I you get really, really excited. Like, yeah. I'm about to fall asleep. And yeah. Then it's yeah, exactly. Gone. You're like, yeah, oh, all the, all the things I'm going to dream about. 
fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's... I never understood how people get addicted to painkillers because every time that I've ever had to take painkillers and then try to sleep, I feel like I'm not breathing. I have I panic because I'm like oh. I'm not breathing. Why is my body not breathing every mm. time? I just can't. I'll be like I guess I'm staying awake because otherwise I'm going to suffocate myself. Yeah. I know I've done the, hmm. I've done similar things where I'll sit there and go, Am I breathing? Oh, good, I'm breathing. I should stop breathing. And then, you breathing. And then well, then I, then I'm going breathe in. Breathe yeah. And it's like. The body will do that anyway. It doesn't yeah. matter. You could be knocked out. Your body will go. No, you should I'm breathe back now. Thinking about it. Uh-oh. Thinking about breathing yeah. sucks. Everyone is now uh, thinking exactly ah, about their breathing. Shit. But then you just go for a run. But you can get into your super head space, and then you can control your breathing and make it uh, an effective conscious that's thing. True. And that is also something that's supposed to revert you back into a relaxation. Yeah. James I, will have apex prey. I'm gonna have super head. Nice. Um, I did a I did a yoga class over the weekend with Jess. And what part is that of that expression, was, Alana? Was oh, what problem do you have with oh, yeah. super head? Like Sorry. Sorry. No, 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 no. It was, it was fine. It was, an, it was old woman yoga. So I was like, I was probably the youngest person by about 45 years. It was oh, like. Man, you must have been a treat. It was uh, like. Said, ladies. Wait, you said Jess was there, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the joke. Jess, no, his 80 year old wife. My, my ish. Looks great. Uh, no, but it was like, yeah, Jess and I had a bunch of old, old people. Um, cool. But it was, it was, the lady was super nice, but she was like, one, I remember one of the things she's like, this move will help your eliminations. I'm like, my lim- oh, you're oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, what a good segue. Um, so I used to do a segment called Bruce Reads, but Bruce is on vacation now, or sorry, sabbatical. Uh, but I did find something amazing to read, uh, speaking of eliminations and being a fan thereof. Mm-hmm. Uh, Omar, I guess, is it appropriate to roll the bumper? I feel like it is. Yeah, let's do it. Let's just all remember Bruce for a second. He was here yesterday. <laughs> by the fire for a nice story. All right, if you could uh, put the gentleman on screen here. Uh, th- we're about to make fast friends with a new member of the Funhouse family, mm. uh, Mr. Brown the Bear. There he is. Okay. Uh-oh. Oh, He's got oh, a scat, scat. scatless. Oh. <laughs> so Mr. Oh. Brown the Bear is a, is a wonderful fellow. He is a... Uh, uh, he's a professor mm-hmm. at a university, okay, and here's a that. bit. Here's a brief uh, synopsis what's, of him and his. What's life? that on his pocket? Looks like half of a pizza sphere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's got half a pizza sphere. Uh, go look, scroll up to his eyes. It looks like he's all about business, but yeah. he he's okay to have a good time. Well, at the cute, office, yeah. But yeah. He's a cute little office. bear. He's got a short he's tie. You think he takes his work home with him? I don't think he can avoid it. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean sometimes, but he doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't change. Him. Okay, this okay. is called Mr. Brown the Bear by Oh God Why, which is what. Yeah, that's been that that's up? been replaced. Okay, uh, I um, found I found the image in situ, and it had that already. So uh, there is a fine content creator out there that is responsible for Mr. Brown the Bear. I don't even know what situ you. is. It starts with a quote. Uh, you know what? What's the best part about farts? Dumps. Indeed, farts and scat make an excellent combo. Mm. Attributed to Mr. Brown the Bear. Okay. Yeah, <clears throat> oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Mr. Brown the Bear is a moderator of the Few Crew. He is a scatologist, for he loves to study feces. Plus, he is a professor that teaches Scatology 101 at the Thomas Crapper University. When he was once a bear cub, he went potty training every day. When he made his first boom boom, he glanced at it. Furthermore, he sniffed his own boom boom. His father was once a scatologist himself and taught him a few things about scat. Mr. Brown is intelligent, knowledgeable, and has an IQ of 500. He was given praise by the Thomas Crapper University teachers and staff, for he is considered the best scatology teacher in history. Not only is he into feces, he is also into farts too. In fact, the best part about feces is when people fart while crapping. As Mr. Brown states it, farts and scat is the best combo to turn a person on. Also, Mr. Brown is best friends with the principal and longtime pal, Heavy Judy the Rhino. 
Back at home, while he was grading homework, he checked his email via internet. Oh, that's how you do that. Why is that the part that broke me? <laughs> <clears throat> there, he found one standing out of the other emails, which is Few Crew Invitation. After reading about the Few Crew, he became satisfied. Of course, he did join for the farts, but also for the scat, because mm. secretly, he loves listening to the sound of toilet farts and plops. Who doesn't? Trivia. Yeah. The book he's carrying is a portmanteau of the words scat and atlas. Yep, we got that immediately. <laughs> I tried to read it like a teacher. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that was very really educational. Good. Yeah, yeah. So he, he's just one of many characters he, in this, so wait, he, this world? So he, he teaches scat. Scatology. Scatology. But he's, he's also professor. turned on by it. Yes. So is he teaching how to, people how to be turned on by it? What does that class it's look not, like? It's not a criminal to enjoy your work. I would... I didn't say it was bad, but what is what is the class of what is that? I mean, isn't I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't like I guess scat is kind of all poop, right? It's not necessarily sexualized poop. No, I think it's fetish. Because like there's there's scat humor. That's just which is poop jokes. There's also the scat man. There's a scat man brothers. And is it only poop or does your scat usually means I think it's poop. Improvised jazz singing? Yeah, I think that's what this is. This is uh, P as so, well. Here, here's here's the fun Scat. question. Yep. Yeah, that's how that's it's right. Yeah. Say, say. Learn to pronounce. I would so like. What, do you Scat. do you subscribe to like multiverse theory that like Scat. there are parallel universes of where worlds went a different way? I wouldn't Boy, say I subscribe know where this to it, but sure. If I don't care, <laughs> I just like to think that if you think that there's a world out there similar to ours where. This is the Mickey Mouse of that world. Yeah, if they're in the like, He just loves shit. Here, <laughs> and we're, we love shit. The, the only issue I take with the whole thing, and it's minor, Yeah. but he came from a long line of scatologists. Mm-hmm. And sometimes to me that diminishes one's passion involved. for the craft. Mm, right. It's like, He's what, what else it. was he going to do? Mm. Yeah. Right? That it, th- if, he, if his father was the do, furthest thing from a scatologist, mm-hmm. but he saw poop and he said, this is my life, then yeah. I'd be like, that's someone who has a passion for that. But this is just like a 10th generation farmer. Right. I'm sure you love it. I'm yeah. sure you love doing what you do. But have you tried anything else? But yeah. it's kind of all you've known, right? It's like when Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman have a kid and she shows up on Stranger Things and you're supposed to act surprised. You're like, well, of course. Because you rolled to the casting audition and they said, sure, because you're an actor. Exactly the same. What? Yeah, exactly the same. Right? She comes from a line of actors, so she's going to be an actor. He comes from a line oh, of scatologists. Okay, yeah. but he's considered it. the world's Sorry, best. Sorry, J- Jess messaged me before this podcast and said, "Did you know that girl from Stranger Things is Uma Thurman's kid?" I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know the, that. the way you said it, I thought Uma Thurman so was in Stranger yeah. Things. I thought no, no, that was a spoiler. You, you got it's it. I, I got it. Maya Hawk. That's yeah. a really cool name. I said That's the cool exact name. same she's, thing. She's Damn. pretty cool on the show too. I, I actually like she's her. She's also show. in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's a good week for her. Who was she in Once Upon? Was she one probably of one of the cult? Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm. cult that makes people. Sense. Yeah, yeah. And a great movie. Again, though, what do you think that class is? What does he teach? Does, is what do you what do you have probably to teach everything. people about oh, scat? Everything. So like, there's what, a whole what, book what, about it. It's yeah. probably it's probably yeah. like what can uh, you look at a poop and go? What can you do with this? It's the same as uh, geology or whatever. Yeah. You look at a rock and except, you go, well, but there's so much mm-hmm. here. Except because he on the first day he says he goes, what can you do with it? But think of this question: What can you not do with it? That's fair. Yeah, eat I it. Think. You can do that. Yeah, you can. can. You should. Oh. Right. Sick, right. Can and shouldn't are two very. Just take the class. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> yeah. Also, his name's Mr. Brown. I don't know. This just seems like he's set up to the. I. Mm. I'd love to sit him. It. Sit him down. I see somewhere other than a toilet, and mm-hmm. like, go like, is this really? 
your thing or is right. this like that one time I told my friends I liked the movie Last Samurai and they bought me like five copies on DVD and I'm right. like, I mean, I liked I it. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoyed it for once. It's You've okay. made this my thing. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he's the best teacher in the world because he's a good teacher not because he loves Scott that much. Interesting. Yeah. Are you are you suggesting that perhaps his talents are wasted on scatology? Potentially, he could teach anything. Mm. But he doesn't have a passion for everything. I would, say, I would argue a teacher's passion is their greatest teaching tool. I don't think we should poo-poo this man's love of his work. Boom, boom, nice. you mean. Nice Sorry. Nice. <laughs> a real scat can do. What do you think <laughs> is in a scatless? An atlas is uh, a map. chronology of the world. Mm. and It's just locations? a bunch of photos of different types of poop. Yeah, hmm. with uh, yeah, it's yeah, a but I feel like charts. that would be hmm. master chart, master charts. Sorry, <laughs> it's a book of maps or charts. Yeah. So yeah, I guess. So how would you do apply that to poop? <sighs> Different kinds. I think you'd be like, this is slightly greenish, which means these fibers were in it. Oh, whatever. I think I yeah. think scatatomy would maybe be a more appropriate. It does term. seem like they traded away. Uh, it could be about how different countries use toilets. Mm, I guess, true. but that's even cultural. He does seem that's to. That's a cultural thing. Well, his that's, description, I guess it'd just be Atlas. different types. I guess and maybe he lives in some sort of animal world. So it'd be like a whole area and rabbit shit. And where those rabbits live. Because they live it's in. Maps, they live Atlas in. are books of maps. Yeah, that's biology. Books of maps. Well, let's see here. Yeah. And shots. Like, I mean, they. Yeah. He did I'm, say the best part about feces is when people fart while crapping. Yeah. But I imagine the sensation has to be different if it's in a, like a uh, North American I toilet mean, that's or a, like a That's a personal bias okay, that he has. I got it. Yeah. So that's. You're saying that it's a book that just tells you the best places to. Yeah. Shit for, and well, the, maybe the different sensations you'll get. It'd be like. Based on where you go. Scat get. Or something. Well, like you unfold mm. it, and then it's like a big red X over some place in Indonesia that's got one of those right. like things well, that you squat trees, over yeah. or whatever. I like, like going to the toilet in Japan. Yeah. I'll be honest. Yeah. Oh man, okay. me too. What a what a treat. Wish, yeah, I wish we had toilets like that everywhere. The public toilets have little sound buttons if you don't want to hear anything. Oh well, that well, I don't care. I just want the whole buds chopping. <laughs> also, uh, Australia has like really awesome public toilets too. Yeah, you don't have to touch anything. I know, it's great. And they're like, they're like future pods that lock down. Mm. Some of them even sink into the ground. That's pretty legit. I want all toilets to be uh, Seattle toilets. What is that? Uh, just the, the gutter? It's the uh. door that goes from just above the knee <laughs> to below your chin. Like, it's like mid chest. Every door in a Seattle public restroom is just above, if you're seated, mm. starts just above the knee and it goes to around your clavicle. Is that so they can wave at people? Make sure you're not doing heroin? Yeah, Yeah, probably. I mean, like, why would you do heroin in your legs? Leave it open. Oh, your face. You you could still do heroin by the all. You put it in your toe so it goes all the way up through your body. It doesn't stop you from doing heroin. It just makes sure everyone knows. I still want, I still want, one of these days I'm going to invent it, the asshole urinal, where it's in the center of the room, there's just one column that is just comes up to your chest, mm-hmm. and then on both sides is a urinal. So you walk up and pee, and another dude walks up and pee, and you're just staring at each other right in the eyes okay, cool. like while that. you're pissing into both sides of a, a like chest that. high wall. I like mm-hmm. that. That way you can have a nice little talk. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, just high five people, bang. Put your put your like drink there. You could do something. Cheers, beer. You could create a public type of like. So if you had some sort of I don't know, just an object in the middle of like a festival, but it was just a series of flashlights. And, oh. then, and so it's a public urinal, but you just zip the down. Wall. Oh, and then, okay. And then you just insert. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like a if table, police were basically. here, she would, of course, mention the golf club that you can stick your yeah. dick in and pee into. The, yeah. I can't remember the name of that. The pissy putter or something, something like that. that. I mentioned once to some friends that I like to pee while golfing, and that's all I ever get every <laughs> birthday. Five of them on DVD. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Well, if you're going to look into the world of scatology, you might be interested in ExpressVPN. 
Thank you, Omar. <laughs> uh, ExpressVPN is a VPN service, a virtual private network that allows you to encrypt and anonymize all of your internet traffic. Uh, that's a problem because if you're on public Wi-Fi, your information may not be encrypted. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. And if it's not, somebody can just snoop all that stuff and get all your private secret data. Uh, if you use a VPN, though, essentially you establish an encrypted link to a, v a VPN, basically another server somewhere, and then all of your traffic goes from there out to the internet. So that means that basically no one can tell where your traffic's coming from, for one, because it all looks like it's coming from that, that server node, and then all the information between you and that server node are encrypted. So there's no way to see what it is. Uh, that allows your, your connection to look like it's coming from another place. Maybe useful for you if maybe there are regional services that you want to use. And it's also very easy to use. Uh, ExpressVPN has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, phone, and tablet. And turning it on only takes one click. You basically just pick your server and boop, turn it on, and it's on. It's that simple. Using ExpressVPN, you can safely surf on public Wi-Fi without being snooped or having any of your data stolen. You can get that protection for less than $7 a month. Uh, it's the number one rated VPN service by TechRadar, and it comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. ExpressVPN would implore you to protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free off of a one-year package at expressvpn.com slash dude. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash dude for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash dude to learn more. Thank you, ExpressVPN, for making sure that my Google search results aren't wall-to-wall -wall poop while doing my very important podcast mm. research. I just read that the weekend broke up with his 22-year-old supermodel girlfriend. Oh man, that's a fam. I hope he's okay. If, oh man, life isn't fair. If they can't make it, who can? Sugar Ray. I don't know. Apparently they just put out a yacht rock album. Really? What Where is they that? covered? They covered. Uh, you don't know Sugar Ray? No, I don't know what uh, yacht rock is. <sighs> it's basically exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they covered. They did. It's like uh, Kenny Loggins. Yeah. Okay. Like music from the '80s. What? Big hair. Hulls, big hair. Hall and Oates. Hall and Oates. Yeah, like Hall and Oates pop is, okay. and rock and roll, but nothing yeah. that's gonna nothing that's it's very against anything. Yeah. like yeah. no agenda. I do like very Hall and chill. Yeah. They did. They did a cover of "Escape" the Pina Colada song. It's 2019, and Sugar Ray covered the Pina Colada song. Man, okay, how far come as a band? Go check that how out. How many people have covered that fucking song? Not enough uh. is the answer, and the only answer we that should do we'll, a cover. It's gonna be on my gravestone. You gotta I, cover more. I heard so you went to you went to the Star Wars land, right? Mm -hmm. So the Cantina apparently doesn't have the Cantina song because John Williams owns the rights to that song. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But here's the crazy it's that stupid robot that just here, does 90s remixes. Here's a crazy thought, and I could be wrong on all of this information, but I think I'm right. Excellent. The lead singer of Toto is the son of John Williams. So when John Williams inevitably dies, Toto will control the Cantina theme mm. from Star Wars. Well, wow. This is the Brightest timeline? I don't know what the opposite of Dot is. How rights pass? Yeah, I guess. I guess is whoever he leaves it to in his will. He might go. He's like, I leave it to Carrie Fisher. Carrie. I think some of them probably just go back to production studio or whatever. Also, I mean, I guess it'd be his studio or whatever corporation he. How music copyright's very confusing. Copyright in general. Yeah. Just wacky. Oh, did you hear about all the books? There's like a series of books that were written from 1924 to 1964 that they found out were never, uh, they never renewed their copyright. So there's a, a bunch of random books just went into public domain. So now Damn. we can make a bunch of free movies. Yeah. Make I mean, films on those books I mean, if any of them are good. Yeah, guess you can make a movie for free if you oh, want. Mice and Men in there? I bet yes. that one's up now. Yeah. Hemingway, Steinbeck, all, all of them. Yeah. All those idiots. No copyrights. Grapes of Wrath. They didn't know uh, what they were doing. Farewell yeah. Arms. Nice. Well, see you want. I can't believe no one's made movies out of that. 
Also, I don't know why, but Amazon really wants me to watch Catch Twenty Two, which I, a book that I've read. But oh. every time I go, it's like, hey, you want to? They like have that, and then three other versions of it that are all in a row. Did why? Did anyone ever buy you Shogun? <laughs> Uh, no, I, right. I, so my brother, for whatever reason, got into Shogun. It was like a P, they aired it on PBS over the course of eight years or whatever, <laughs> yeah. because that's how long it is. It's a pretty long book. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so he ended up watching all that. And I thought it was really boring. It seemed really boring to mm. me. It's but The Last Samurai is like that, but let's move it's this way faster. Let's move this along. Tom Cruise, way faster. Yeah. It's much better. Imagine Shogun. Show. Okay. But Tom Cruise is not the last samurai. Ken so the, Watanabe. The premise behind Shogun is pretty good. It's like like the author mm-hmm. was like, I assume Japan was like this. <laughs> <laughs> I think he had like been there once or something. Whatever. Like after the war. Right. But then he was like, I think it's probably like this then. I can only I assume. I really want to go to an Outback Steakhouse in Japan. I found out they have them hmm. because that would be Japanese people mimicking American people mimicking Australian people. Yeah. And I like, so badly want to know what that is. Like, Hello, here is your blooming onion. Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> accent have, is that? We don't really have beef there. And it's, what do you mean? Hello, Wagyu. I mean, the Wagyu. Kobe they, beef. They don't have like, they don't have like just the, the, be- the like the, Sure, your meat's not beef. as sad. Well, I mean, that's you don't tend to get like a yeah. steak. Like just a $20 steak. They yeah. don't, oh, it's sure. not really a thing. It's more petite cuts. Mm. So yeah, I wonder what that's going to be like. If, no like, I want a sizzler in Japan. See what Oof. that's like. It's just mostly fish. Weird. Yeah. Well, anyway, James, if we've learned anything, it's that we can't let realism get in the way of our good time. So sure. Shogun is a masterwork. It is. Uh, I think it's actually good. It's supposed to be really good. I actually never but read it. But it's just, it's this mass. Could you imagine writing a tome? about something you were vaguely familiar with. <laughs> I assume this historical novel is pretty I'm much sure on there's more to it. Uh, it's pretty close enough. Well, <laughs> that just about describes the episode of, or the tone of most episodes of Dude Soup. Damn. And on that note, I think we've reached the end of this episode. I know enough. <laughs> we are all, uh, we have all been educated because of Neil's spirit here chiming in with all these useless information. So thank you, Neil. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Keep shining on, you crazy diamond. And we'll see you all next week on Dude Soup. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Someone should go through that episode and then note all the times we shared useless information in that podcast <laughs> without even thinking about Time it. Time code. Zero, Zero to yeah. the end. Yeah. <laughs> no, all of it.